And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Life You Love. This is your host, Kristen. And today I have a great conversation coming up. And I'm going to talk to a um, someone that started a baking business um, without, you know, she's a self-taught baker and uh, built this business up. It was actually vegan donuts. And then she sold her business um, for a profit. And she is now a uh, business baking coach. And so it's a great conversation about stepping into entrepreneurship and about building something and really focusing in on your singular thing. And then how you just have to kind of step out and, you know, connect with people to try to get the business and then how she helps people now. So it's a great conversation. I think you'll be really encouraged and kind of um, motivated after hearing this. So let's dive right in. Before we jump in today's episode, I just want to let you know about a program I am starting in a couple weeks, and I just want to let you know a little bit about it. If you're feeling stuck, I would love for you to go to kristenfitch.com slash unstuck and check out a program I have coming up in January. We will be doing pre-sales in December, starting December 1st, but this is a place for encouragement and accountability. We're going to have accountability most days of the week, and I am going to help you focus on the things that matter most to build something you love and that you're proud of and that has impact in the world. And if you need a little bit of tech how-to or help, I can help you with that too. Just go to kristenfitch.com slash unstuck. And between now and December 5th, we are running a Cyber Monday special. So I would love for you to check it out. And if you have questions, I would love to hear from you. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Jenny Rayher. She is an entrepreneur and a baking business coach. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is I love your journey. I love what you've done and now what you've taken from your baking business and helping other bakers do now. So I would love it if you could share with us a little bit about your backstory and your journey and what you're doing now. Yeah, um, my journey is not traditional, but like most entrepreneurs, it probably isn't. But I started out in marketing and I worked for advertising agencies as well as smaller companies. And then in 2015, I decided on a whim that I was going to um, create my own donut business. And I had zero baking experience just other than just like cookies for family and friends and no uh, business experience whatsoever. So I started uh, my baking business and I focused on vegan donuts and then it grew to gluten-free vegan donuts. And over the course of just a couple of months after starting in my home kitchen, I moved to a wholesale um, kitchen where, um, or it was a commercial kitchen where I had wholesale accounts, um, which were coffee shops, grocery stores, and restaurants. 
And then I uh, grew from there and had about 16 accounts, a little bit more than 16 accounts. Yeah. So in 2019, I sold my business for a profit. And since then, I have just, I've had a couple of different pivots, um, but I finally decided that focusing in on, you know, what I did and sharing my experience and sharing my expertise is the way to go and helping people who are, you know, new bakers, um, who are home bakers who want to grow their baking business. That's something I did. So I have been helping um, home bakers grow their businesses. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, and what I what I love is so many people starting businesses, they struggle. And I mean, I've been there and done this as well. They struggle with that niching down and really getting known, like we're going to talk about later in this podcast, because we talked about earlier, getting known for a product. We also need to get known for a niche, right? Or known for something really, really specific, because when we don't, then we're known for nothing kind of, right? Like, and so I love that you, while you might have helped people other than just baking businesses, that you really hone in on that, right? You really hone in on, hey, I've done this exact thing, you know, even if they don't do it exactly the same way. And that's how you can help these people, especially, you know, even more so, so than maybe, um, a, you know, other businesses. I think that's amazing, first of all. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's really important to um, niche down, like you said, because then you really know who you're, I mean, honestly, you just know who you're targeting. That's and right. you know what to say, and you know what's important to them, and you can address their concerns in a way that makes sense for them. So you're not just kind of like winging it, guessing at what they might be interested in and in learning about. 100%. So actually, yeah. while we're talking about that, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? When you decide to start this baking business, you you know, you just told us that you, you did donuts, but you know, I think one of the one of the struggles is that somebody might think, oh, I need to have like 15 products to launch, right? So can you tell us about what did that look like for you and what do you recommend people do? Yeah, I think a lot of bakers uh, make the mistake of wanting to bake everything because they want to make their customers happy. So they do wedding cakes and birthday cakes and cupcakes and cocoa bombs and, you know, uh, donuts and everything under the sun. Yeah. But just because you can bake it all uh, doesn't mean that you need to offer it all. And I think by doing that, you confuse your customer. Like they say, a confused mind never buys, right? The more variety you have, uh, the more your customers tend to not know exactly what you offer. And a lot of people have a resistance to being known as like the cake lady or the donut lady. But I believe that it's a really good thing because it separates you from the rest of the market. Your niche in, you know exactly who you serve, and you can have variety within that. So if you offer cupcakes, you can have vanilla cupcakes, you can have different kinds of frosting, you can have chocolate cupcakes. I mean, the variety is endless, but it also just keeps you more focused. It keeps you more streamlined. And it also helps you keep track of your profits because you know exactly how much to charge. There's never a guess. Yeah. And what I love about that, especially when we're talking about baked goods, because in other businesses, you know, I get it. If you're a, um, you're a consultant or something, you might think, oh, I need all these programs, right? But typically they want, they want to know what are you best at? But with baked goods, it makes so much sense because 
to your point, I don't want, if I'm asking a friend, oh, I need, you know, something for a party. If I just say to them like, oh, I need this. And they're gonna be like, oh yeah, there's this baker. I think she does that kind of stuff. That's a very different response. And that's a very different cold or warm referral than somebody saying, oh, you want donuts? Oh my gosh, Jenny is your girl. She makes heavenly donuts. Like you have to call her, right? You see how it's just so different than saying like, oh, I know, I know bakers, right? No, you're like, no, like she's your girl for donuts. And that's what, that's how we get more referrals. That's how we get more recommendations. That's how if you're at a, you know, a dinner party or out, someone's like, oh, you know, Kristen's your person for this or Jenny's because they know that you're the person they should call if you are specialized. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it's so important to be able to be specialized like that because you are well known for your craft. You are well known for that one specific thing that you do really, really well. And as a beginning baker too, it also gives you the opportunity to keep refining and keep making it better and better and better and better. Because what you start with is obviously not going to be your end product. So it's it's good to, you know, start small, but also stay small. Um, just from, a, I mean, it sounds weird, but from a growth standpoint, that's the best thing that you can do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you obviously started your first, you know, your business, like this uh, baking business, once you were, you know, you were in your 40s. So what did that look like that you obviously did something before this baking business and now coaching, you know, and was that scary? What did that look like? How did you decide to take this leap into entrepreneurship? Yeah, extremely scary. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I just like, I have a ton of ideas all the time, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, it's like, oh, that's done. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh, and so I would never follow through with it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this was like, I saw it on the Food Network. This woman, as famous chef, was making donuts. And first of all, I didn't even know you could make donuts that weren't fried. Mm-hmm. And I was just like a light bulb went off. And I'm like, I can do this. I can do this in a vegan way. And I'm going to do it. And for some reason, I was just really, really motivated to make it work. Mm-hmm. My husband was getting transferred to another part of the state. And I just decided now's the time. It's time. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to see if I can do it. No one believed in me, but I kept pushing through and, and yeah, I just did it. Oh, I love it. So tell us about that. So you decide to take this that, you know, you start this baking journey, right? So I'm assuming first you just start making donuts, right? And you start coming up with your own uh, recipe or, you know, variation. So from there, how did you get your first couple clients or testers? And then from there, how did you actually start making money? Well, it was a long journey. Yeah. I mean, it took me about a year to finally figure out everything, but probably several months to even come up with a recipe. I mean, there was so much bad dough. It wasn't even funny. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was frustrating, but I just, like I said, I just kept pushing through. I started testing it on um, friends mm-hmm. and they couldn't believe it was vegan. Everybody was like, Oh my God, I can't even believe this is vegan. Are you sure it's vegan? And I'm like, yes, this is it for sure. But just in case it was you know, going to be a flop or whatever, I decided to do research. Mm -hmm. And so I went on Google 
and I did keyword research and I also went on Instagram and I found out that vegan donuts were like a thing in places like Chicago and LA and San Francisco and New York City. And they weren't here in Northern Colorado. And I knew that it was going to be a thing. I just knew it. And so I, I'm an introvert, so it was really hard for me to get out there beyond friends and family and have them, you know, try them. But I think it's so important to uh, do things that fit with your personality and not try to fight against it. So I hated networking events. Like I tried them and they were awful and they weren't my thing, but meetup groups were my thing. I loved them. And so I brought my donuts there and people would try them and they loved them. And then I started just thinking about where else can I, you know, meet people. And so I did a couple of farmers markets. That was okay. But it really uh, turned out that meetup groups were the thing. I met some people who were really influential in the community and they started suggesting, oh my gosh, you should be in coffee shops donuts and coffee shops go together, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just, on a whim, I was like, how am I going to do this? I have no idea, but I decided to just go to coffee shops and see if they were a good fit for my donuts because they were more on the expensive side. And I ended up um, just emailing, just emailing, the owner of coffee shops just to see if they'd be interested in having a meeting. And then I would bring my donuts there. And then like 90% of the time, that's, that's how I got my account. Awesome. Oh, so good. So good. So what about the, you know, you talk about that when you first started this, you didn't really have a many cheerleaders behind you because it was something new for you and you, you know, and I'm sure you were a little bit hesitant about who you're going to tell to begin with, right? Cause you're just trying to work, figure this all out. But talk to us about how did you keep that belief in yourself in this, in the belief in your dream, even when, like you said, you were probably having to throw out batter and dough. And because like you said, when you don't bake traditionally, I mean, I know a lot of there's, and I've baked gluten-free plenty. So I've had failures, even if I followed someone's recipe or made my own up and I've had wins, but it can be frustrating when you spend that time doing something and then it doesn't work out. So how did you keep up that motivation and that um, desire, you know, and that passion? Honestly, I don't, I don't have the right answer. I think it was just something within me mm-hmm. and I wanted to prove to everyone that I could do it. I didn't tell a lot of people. I only told a couple of friends uh-huh. uh, that, you know, Hey, here's these donuts. And they're like, Oh my gosh, are you thinking of selling them? I'm like, Oh my God, that's a good idea. <laughs> but I didn't really, I didn't really like come out and tell people because I was afraid of what they would say because I have a marketing background and that's about it. So it was really difficult for me to keep going in the face of, you know, having zero support from anyone, but I knew that it was going to be a thing. I just knew it. And doing that research was critical. Something that I just knew was going to work out. I just felt it. I just knew that it was going to be successful. And no matter what anyone else said, or, you know, the amount of support that I wasn't getting, I just I just knew it. I just felt it. And I knew that I could, I knew I could do it. I love it. I just had an, or did an interview yesterday with a woman and Alice, Alice and Nelson, that interview will come out around the same time yours does. But what was cool is she said she had done like, um, 
kind of some side coaching. She's an online or I mean, not online. She's a business strategist when she, her daughter was young, but it just, she wasn't really making much money doing it, but her husband lost her, his job. And so she was like, okay, well, we don't really have a choice. Like it's, we have to figure something out. So she's like, okay, I decided to go all in on my business. She said what shifted though. And very quickly then after that kind of doing business, she started making, you know, lots of money every month. But she said, it's, it's when I finally shifted the belief that I actually believed in myself. Like I believed I could actually make this into a real business that pays for all, you know, our life basically. And it was, she's like, it was after that shift, like before I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of trying this thing. She's like, it was really belief in self when she truly believed it to be the case. She was then able to, you know, work hard, but make it happen. And I think you're so right. I've also heard people say, don't, you do want people, you know, to support you and and cheer for you, but you don't want to tell too many people before you're set in the idea. Like you have the determination because it is easy to feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, right? We're going to have worry and we're going to have sort of negative self-talk if we're not careful. So you do have to guard the idea. And that doesn't mean don't tell anybody. It doesn't mean don't test it, but guard it from telling too many people until you're far enough along with the idea. So maybe to your point, just tell a couple of trusted friends or advisors who you know will support you in whatever you're going to do and encourage you. They can still ask hard questions, but they're not going to poo it too much so that you yeah. your dream is crushed, if you will. You don't need dream crushers yet. <laughs> That's so true. I completely agree with that. It's so important to uh, believe in yourself over anyone else because if you don't believe in yourself, then no one else is going to believe you. Absolutely. And actually, it's funny. We've already talked about both these things, but the two things they say really to be successful when you're starting something new is one, you have to be that laser focus of being super clear on what it is you do and what is it you're trying to do in the world. But if you can communicate that people um, and then you have an enthusiasm, right? Like you just have this energy and this excitement about it. People want to be a part of that kind of work, right? But the other thing is, is you do have to believe in yourself. Otherwise, people aren't going to believe in what you're doing. You know, and so even if, like you're saying, whether you're an introvert or you don't necessarily like getting in front of people, those are things we can change or tweak or improve or find a way around. But at some point, we have to be able to have a conversation with somebody like you and the coffee shop owners to get them to convince them that this product really fit well in their store. And so, you know, we have to have those conversations, but they don't just buy your, you know, they weren't just buying your donut because it's the only option. It's because, they connected with your vision and with your purpose. And then of course, with your great product. Yeah, there are so many facets to that. I mean, you have to believe in yourself, but you also definitely have to have a good product. So it's important to test it out as much as you can on as many people as you can and put off sales as much as you can, just so you know that your product sells itself. And then I always say that people don't buy your product, they buy you. That's right. They buy you. They buy your personality. They buy your enthusiasm, like you were saying. They buy everything that you bring to the table. They could buy it from someone else, but they're buying it from you because you are unique and you're special and you're focused in on that one thing. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, and a lot of people talk about this idea, but it's kind of like the, do you want the coach bag and you only, you have less bags or do you want like, oh, I want a functional bag, right? Like people are all different about what they want, but it's because it, one, it makes them feel a certain way. 
or they like how functional it is like, but they're buying it for, it's not just because of the price tag, right? Because if that were true, some people would never spend that kind of money on that expensive of a bag versus other people. But, you know, people are, some people are willing to fork over their money for that, but it's because it's how it makes them feel, right? Their perception of how that bag makes them feel. Now, you know, you or I might say, oh, I'm not that girl. I don't care about that bag, but we might say, and we might, but I mean, they might also say, no, I want the leather bag that was handmade by a local artisan because I love that story and that I'm supporting that person and their lifestyle and that I think it's going to last for 20 years, right? So to your point, we're buying into a idea, but we're also buying into how does that thing make us feel? Like we might feel proud to carry the handmade artisan bag that we met the person at the market and we're like, oh my gosh, like so-and-so made this. It's, you know, like they literally in their shop down the street. So it just depends what we're going for, you know? So I love that. I find that a lot of people like to support your journey. They like to support small. The coffee shops that I met with weren't, I mean, at the time, this one coffee shop only had like two coffee shops. And then over the course of four years, they had multiple locations because they moved to a franchise model. But they were really well known for uh, supporting small and bringing in product into their into their business because they wanted to support people who were, you know, trying it out. They started out as entrepreneurs. They started out small and they appreciated that. And I found that the more coffee shops that I contacted, all of them were super nice and ready to meet and wanted to support me and they could see my enthusiasm. And yeah, it was, it was the key to my success for sure. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Okay. So one thing I love that you talk about, not everybody does, some people do, is about keeping your business simple, especially when you start. And I know we might've touched on that. Not, we didn't call it that in the you know beginning of this interview, but what else would you say to people that are starting off, you know, this new thing? And it can be very overwhelming. There could be a lot of moving parts, but what would you say to those people and how we do keep things simple? Uh, basically, what I said before is just because you can offer and you can bake just about anything, if you can, it's just the most important thing to keep it as simple as possible because that way you're not overwhelmed. You have your costs in mind. You don't have to buy all these different ingredients for what you're offering. Mm -hmm. You know exactly what to sell it for. A lot of people get tripped up on their price because they're offering cupcakes, but then somebody wants a wedding cake. If you keep it all in the same vein and all, you know, the variety within that, but in the same vein, then it's so much easier for you and it's easier for your customer to know, oh, she specializes in that one or he specializes in that one thing and I know where to go to get that. And, And kind of to the point you were making before about it too, if it's much smaller, what you're offering, right? The amount of things you, you can keep honing on your pricing, right? You can work on like, well, what, what did it cost me to make it? And then the overhead and whatever. And then am I making it? What's the profit on it? Like, in other words, you can keep honing the things you're actually making and working on because you don't have as many things to try to figure out all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're starting a business, Oh, um, when you're starting a business, the less complicated it is, the better it is for you. If you're making everything under the sun, it's so complicated. There's no reason to do that. 
it's kind of the same as um, not so much from a product perspective, but starting a business, people think, oh, I have to be on all the different social medias and you don't, you know, and actually you shouldn't probably if that, especially if that's something that doesn't come, it's not comfortable for you. You maybe should pick one or two. In other words, where's your audience? If your audience is on that particular place or site or the way they like to be communicated with, amazing, learn that area or that thing or get help. But it doesn't mean you need to be on all the platforms and all over the place because it's often when you're a small business owner, before you have help, you aren't, you're, you're going to burn out. Like you're not going to be able to maintain posting to all those places and you're going to be exhausted. And so it's kind of the same, like specialize on the one or two places, whether that's your website or it's through a social media site or it's through your email list. And of course, we want to be able to reach people always. So email lists are always good because you own the list. But the point is, is where do you connect with your audience? Where are you finding momentum and that they're enjoying the content or the connection and do that? But we don't have to do it all. And it's kind of that same way. Just because someone else is doing it all doesn't mean you have to. It has to work for your business. Yeah. I had a woman ask for a smash cake when I first started and I didn't know what a smash cake was and I had to Google it because I had no idea and I didn't know how to price it and I didn't know what it should look like. I didn't know if it was going to be a big donut or was it going to be a cake. I didn't use artificial ingredients or flavors and so I, oh, I was just so lost and so I put it off for like a couple of days it caused me so much anxiety because I, I really thought that because she was asking for it, it was something that I should do. Right. I realized I, I finally just told her, I'm so sorry. No, that's not what I specialize in. And, you know, I think she was super disappointed, but at the same right. time I was, I felt so much better because I didn't overextend myself in that way. And I was afraid that, you know, she would have all these expectations of what it should look like. And I wouldn't meet that expectation. So I knew that if I stayed in my zone, that it would be 100% better. Yeah, well, and one of the things you did is you stayed true to what you had, you were already building a business around. Yeah. Instead of just saying yes to everything, which it can be hard sometimes, right, to say no. But you are so right. We have to say no to things that don't align or don't align. Like if we just think about an idea, right? Or an offer or an opportunity. It's like, but if it's not sitting right, like you said, it's causing all this stress, you know, it was probably going to take you way more hours. And so we're even going to get, we're even going to make money off of it. And so when you start thinking of all these things, you realized, while I'd like to say yes, I don't think I can say yes and be in this be a good thing for me for your yeah. business. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's good that very early on you learned that. You yeah. know. Oh my yeah. goodness. I love that. So tell me what um either with people you've been working with as you're doing this um baking business coaching or just from your own perspective what are maybe another tip or two or resource or something like that that you would recommend um to people that are stepping out and doing something, you know, new or creative, whether it's a side hustle or starting a new business? Oh, gosh, I am a self-help junkie, so I could recommend a ton of books. Um, You Are a Badass is one of my favorite ones by Jen Sincero. Another one that a lot of people um, sort of know about, but sort of don't, especially if you're an entrepreneur, is Profit First. It's an amazing book. I'm not a math person and I hate numbers, but 
a lot of new bakers are not paying themselves. And this it kind of dumbs it down so that you can figure out how much to pay yourself. And you can also pay yourself whether you're just starting out or not. Yeah. You're not paying yourself. You're working for free. And then you start to get really frustrated and you're wondering why you're doing it in the first place. Right. So Profit First is it's a really good book um, to kind of teach you how to pay yourself and do it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think those are both great recommendations. Uh, so let me ask you, how can people connect with you online and learn more about all the things that you're doing now in the world? Yeah. So uh, the best way to connect with me is on Instagram and it's find your purpose project. I love it. So I have a link there that you can click and um, I have all kinds of resources that you can um Sign up for, um, I have a new program that's just pretty much launched um, called Badass Baker that helps uh, new bakers um, launch their businesses. And if you already have a baking business, just to grow your baking business in a way that, you know, uses strategy and messaging and marketing and all of that good stuff. Everything that I learned in my business broken down into 90 days. Oh, I love it. And actually, I didn't even get to tell you this before we started interviewing, but my um, one of my uncles actually has a vegan cookie company, you know, that he's been growing for years. And so, you know, it's been a neat journey to kind of watch him on and as they grow the company uh, and they they still own it at this point. But I think at some point they'll probably get um, acquired, you know, by someone else. But uh, so it's just it's so cool. It's so neat to see all these different um, baking um, you know, small bake shops come around and then these bigger companies that are doing these vegan and so many more gluten-free options now that didn't used to exist. You know, it's the stuff is so much better now and it's, you know, it tastes amazing. And so I think it's so cool that you're helping these bakers, you know, put their, you know, beautiful gift of baking and um, baked goods into the world. I think it's just such a lovely and great gesture and area to work in. So thank well, you thank for being you. with us today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. I really love being here. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. And I look forward to connecting again soon. Oh my gosh. I loved the conversation with Jenny today because it let us step back into her shoes when she, before she was an entrepreneur, what it looked like when she first had that kind of seed planted to become an entrepreneur in deciding what her product was going to be and then experimenting and figuring out how to make it perfect, right? Her recipe perfect. And then I love that she talks about, you know, the uncertainty and the the fear around that and that she finally then kind of had this knowing that this was it, like this was the way forward and this was going to work. This was going to become a trend in her area. And I love that at the end of the day, it's really talking about that action she had to take in that connection. You have to tie into a community. You have to have Um, ways to meet people and connect with them in order to tell them about your product and service and to be of value to other people. So I think it's such a great conversation. And then her pivoting once she created a baking business and did that for a while and it was successful, she then um, had an exit strategy and sold her business and then went on to build the next thing, which is so common, right? For entrepreneurs, let's start something new. And now she helps other people make their baking or similar businesses successful. Uh, So many good nuggets in here. I hope 
this inspired you and I hope this encourages you to step out there, connect into a community, get going. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're feeling stuck, I would love for you to go to kristenfitch.com slash unstuck and check out a program I have coming up in January. We will be doing pre-sales in December, starting December 1st, but this is a place for encouragement and accountability. We're going to have accountability most days of the week, and I am going to help you focus on the things that matter most to build something you love and that you're proud of and it has impact in the world. And if you need a little bit of tech how-to or help, I can help you with that too. Just go to kristenfitch.com slash unstuck. And between now and December 5th, we are running a Cyber Monday special. So I would love for you to check it out. And if you have questions, I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get discovered by more people. We'd also love your feedback. So email me at kristen at kristenfitch.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm at kristenfitch. And let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you. 